But nonetheless, uh, the Bucks win 19-17, a 56-yard field goal, rings off the post in the driving rain as the Patriots come oh so close. Uh, let's analyze this. Let's bring in Trey Wingo, host of Half Forgotten History Podcast and Chief Prince Officer and Brand Ambassador for Caesars Sportsbook, which we'll, we'll explain later on. We're going to talk football now. Trey, welcome in. How are you today? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, you know, that, the Brady stuff yesterday was, was uh, you know, there's massive interest in both these guys, Coach Bill and, and Brady, because of what they've done. But, I mean, literally, you know, outside of recording the inhales and exhales, I mean, everything was there, right? It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The game was close. I'm not sure it was that wildly entertaining. Um, uh, you know, Tom was certainly not sharp. I, I think that... Uh, Obviously, you know, he, he sort of proved he was human last night because I definitely think the emotions affected him uh, as well as the weather. You know, it was windy, it was rainy, but that was, that was not peak Tom Brady in any way, shape, or form. And I think three things contributed to that last night. One, his dealing with the emotions of the night. Two, the weather. And three, the Patriots' defense is really good. Like, it's a really, really good defense. The problem for New England since Brady has left has been the other side of the ball. They cannot find ways to generate enough points. Well, if anything, you know, may, you may have looked at this differently. I, I thought I, I learned more about Mac Jones than I'd ever known, and, and I thought he really uh, he really uh, played well and, and sort of looked like he uh, matured on the spot. What was your read on his play? Yeah, he played great. Um, he really did. You know, he, he threw for more yards and had two touchdown passes. Tom didn't have a single touchdown pass. Uh, also threw an interception uh, that he sort of got baited into, but that's part of the learning process. Um, I, I thought Mac played – look, this loss is not on Mac. Uh, you know, the, the, the Patriots' problems right now are still the problems they had in Brady's last year. You know, I mean, in, in 2019 when Tom was there – his receivers were Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. In 2021, their receivers are Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. And I think we can all come to the conclusion that in this day and age in the NFL, that's just not good enough right now. That agreed. Uh, I just want to sort of wrap up the Mac Jones conversation. If you had to redo that draft, would he go higher in your mind now based on what you know about him after four games? Well, look, every quarterback that was taken early has struggled this year. Uh, and I think that, you know, Zach Wilson finally played okay yesterday, and Justin Fields played a lot better yesterday, and Mac played better yesterday. I, I, I don't have enough data on any of them at this point to say absolutely I would regrade them all, including Trevor Lawrence, you know, who finally had his first interception-free game in the Thursday night loss. Um, there, there's to me, there's just not enough material out there to to sort of go back and rework anything at this point. Uh, let's let's move over to the Bills, who absolutely crushed Houston uh, yesterday, uh, wiped them out, uh, and, and you know, what, forty to nothing. I mean, this is a this is a, a great story, no question about it. I guess the ultimate question would be, how good are the Bills? Well, you know, I, I put it out there yesterday that. I don't know if there's a more complete team in football in terms of both sides of the ball. And, yes, they're not an undefeated team. They had a bad loss week one, but that was a sloppy game. You know, I just to me, that week one game 
I think we're going to see a lot more of that as we continue in this new paradigm in the NFL where you really only have uh, three preseason games and nobody really plays in them anyway. So I think more often than not, we're going to see some week one clunkers from teams. But, you know, people always say, well, who did they play? Well, they haven't played anybody good. Okay, fine. But you know what you play? Your schedule. And you know what you're supposed to do against bad yeah. teams? Beat the crap out of them. And guess what the Bills have done? They've beaten the crap out of bad teams. Uh, I looked this up yesterday. They're just the third team since 1972 to have two shutouts in the first four weeks of the season. The other two teams, the 91 then Redskins, now Washington football team, and the 2000 Ravens, both went on to win the Super Bowl. So you can, you can sort of, you know, make fun of their schedule. They can only play who they're supposed to play, and they're doing exactly what you would want a good team to do to bad teams. Kick their ass. So, you know, I, I just, I, I, if people are saying that, I'm like, okay, well, what, what do you want them to do? Make up another team that they want to play? They're doing exactly what you would want a good team to do. Yeah, and the team that beat them, the Steelers, have now lost three straight. What's your level of concern there? Oh, DEFCON won 100%. You know, you know, Ben looks terrible. I mean, there's just no way around it. Uh, they, they couldn't run the ball at all last year. Then their offensive line got worse this year, and somehow they thought drafting a running back would fix that problem, which is an absolute joke. Look, I think Najee Harris is a really good football player, but he's living proof that you could be really good at what you do, but if the people that are supposed to help you aren't any good at what they do, you're not going to be very good. I mean, their offensive line struggled in the run last year. They struggled mightily to try and generate a rushing offense, and they got rid of their two best linemen in Alejandro Villanueva and David DeCastro. So, of course, they're terrible this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in a lot of trouble, and I, I think that we're seeing the end of a Hall of Fame career in Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I was going to trumpet the fact that I think there's better parity than, than there has been before, but then you have the Cards who, who beat the Rams yesterday 37-20 to go to 4-0 on the season. What's your take on the Cards? Well, I, I think that that was a big game for them. You know, uh, Matthew Stafford has played brilliantly this year, um, but they went into SoFi and they, they just punched him in the mouth. I mean, that was a physical domination. Uh, on, on really both sides of the football there. Uh, much in the same way, you know, the Cowboys sort of took it to Philadelphia on Monday night. It wasn't fancy. You know, they just beat them up on the, on the line of scrimmage, offensive line and defensive line. And, uh, you know, Kyla Murray uh, is right now a, a co-favorite a to win the MVP, uh, according to Caesars, at plus 700. Uh, that was before the games on Sunday, and I don't think – Kyler nor Patrick did anything uh, on Sunday to diminish their odds of becoming the MVP. Stafford was uh, third on that list of plus 750, but obviously he'll take a little hit this week after what happened against the Cardinals. But give Steve Kime a lot of credit, man. You know, uh, they they have believed mightily in the Kyler Murray uh, Cliff Kingsbury love affair, which goes back to high school for Kyler in McAllen, Texas. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping these two kids can make it for the long haul. Let's talk about the AFC West, and obviously a big chapter tonight, Raiders and Chargers going at it, but also KC yesterday with a win to go to 2-2, two and two, and Andy Reid becomes the first coach to win 100 NFL games with two teams as uh, KC takes down 
the Eagles, which is kind of ironic for him. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. this game tonight, I mean, this is this is huge as well. How do you see it? It's a great one. I mean, it's really good. You know, the, the Raiders are the first team ever in NFL history to start 3-0 and beating teams that all won at least 10 games a year ago. Now, I, I don't know how much to read into that because we all know this league changes dramatically year to year. Um, and Derek Carr is playing at an MVP level. But, you know, we've seen the Raiders get off to fast starts before. Their problem has been finishing. You know, they, they were 6-3 and three a year ago and then lost 5-7 of seven to miss the postseason. Now, I think the difference for the Raiders this year is on the defensive side of the ball. During John Gruden's first three years as the Raiders head coach, they were dead last uh, over those three seasons in most points allowed, over 28 points a game. Uh, and they're, they're going on at a clip of about 22 points a game this year under Gus Bradley as their new defensive coordinator. So uh, I do think the defense is a big reason why they're a lot better this year. And, you know, sometimes a subtraction can be addition. Like, they had Nelson Aguilar there last year, and he was sort of their home run threat, even though they drafted Henry Ruggs. Aguilar was getting a lot of those, those sort of play calls, the nine routes, the go routes, all that kind of stuff. Well, with him moving on to New England, where he hasn't been much of a factor, um, you know, those, those plays are now open for Ruggs. And we're seeing Henry Ruggs play a little bit more like we saw him play at Alabama now that he's getting the opportunity to have those kind of plays drawn up for him. Uh, the other side of it is, you know, Justin Herbert is just really, really good. And, and you know, when, when you look at that division now, uh, you have David Derek Carr, like we said, Justin Herbert, obviously Patrick Mahomes, and a steadying influence somewhat in Teddy Bridgewater, although he had to leave the game yesterday with a concussion. You, know, you can make the argument that the best quarterbacks uh, top to bottom are either in the AFC West or the NFC West right now. Those divisions are stacked. Trey, I appreciate it. On the way out, uh, tell us about your Half Forgotten History podcast and, and your role as Chief Trends Officer and Brand Ambassador for Caesars Sportsbook. Yeah, uh, Half Forgotten History is just all the stories that I've known and heard about with all the players over the years, and uh, whether it's football or golf, and uh, sort of the stuff that went on that somehow never made it to the air, and now we're making sure everybody knows those stories because they're great. I'm taping one with Tony Finau tomorrow. Uh, after his big win at the Ryder Cup, and you can find that wherever you get your podcasts or on my YouTube page, Trey Wingo Presents. We just crossed 4.5 million views on that, which is awesome. And I'm working with Caesars with a bunch of people that I used to work with at ESPN. Uh, you know, I don't set the odds, but I, I try and tell you why the odds are the way they are. Uh, like why Patrick Mahomes, for example, is a co-favorite to win the MVP, because he's the fastest player over the 15,000 yards. He's the fastest player with the most touchdown passes and passing yards through his first 48 games, you know, and he, I mean, first 50 games, and he did it in 48. So uh, that's all the stuff I'm doing for them, and uh, I'm looking forward to that and, uh, you know, just uh, really enjoying myself right now. Good for you. Thanks, Trey. Really appreciate you stopping by. Thanks very much. Yeah, no worries, man. Take care.